There's a million ways to accomplish your mission, but does the way that I'm being presented with or that somebody told me about, does it align with the values? Is it going down the path that I've outlined to get to that mission? How do you create an unshakable business? I crossed $100 million in net worth by the age of 28. Now I'm growing acquisition.com into a billion dollar portfolio. In this podcast, I share the lessons I've learned in scaling big businesses and helping our portfolio companies do the same. Buckle up and let's build. Today, we are going to talk about how to figure out what business to start. The reason I wanna make this is this is not something I normally talk about. In fact, I don't usually talk about how to start a business, but I have so many people coming to me with questions of, most common question is, Layla, I have so many opportunities. There's so many opportunities out there now. How do I figure out which one is right for me? And I feel like it's an important enough question that I wanted to take the time to think about, how do I think these things through? So I can share that with you guys so that you can figure it out for yourself. And so what I'm going to share with you today is really the process that uh, actually Alex and I used to figure out that acquisition.com was the opportunity we wanted to pursue. Because I can tell you, there are a million opportunities out there and our list of opportunities in terms of all the different businesses that we could start was almost unending. And so if you don't have a framework around figuring it out, it can become very overwhelming. And I completely understand that. So the first point I want to make is that when you lack strategy, you have a lot of opportunities. Okay. So what I mean by that is Oftentimes, the reason that you're watching this video right now and you're thinking, I need to figure out what opportunity to pursue, the issue is that you don't have a strategy. And so what I want to first help you create is figure out what strategy you're going to pursue and then the constraints around that strategy. Because strategy is really just constraints around the way that you're going to get to a goal, right? And so that's what it creates. Constraints are decision filters. And so, okay, so think about this. Strategy is a series of constraints that you create or conditions in order to get to a goal, right? And then those constraints are really decision filters in which you filter all opportunities through those constraints and say, do they pass or do they not pass? If you have good decision filters, most opportunities are good opportunities. They are just not your opportunity. So what I'd like you to do is honestly just do this live with me. I've really come down to 10 steps to figuring out what business opportunity to pursue. And so if you have three, four, five opportunities that you're thinking of, what I want you to do is pause and write those down because we're gonna go through it line by line. Maybe watch this one through and then do it after. Either way works, okay? The first thing that I want you to write down is write down all the opportunities that you have. And even so, maybe top five if you have too many because if you're really out there, maybe just narrow it down to the five, okay? What are the top five opportunities that are out there in terms of businesses that you could pursue? Now, what we're going to do from there is step number two. Step number two is I want you to write down the pros and cons of each. And even more so, what I want you to think about with pros and cons is what's the market opportunity? If you Google, if you have Airbnb as one of your opportunities, go Google Airbnb right now and look at the market growth rate. How high or at what rate is the market growing? and then compare that across all the five opportunities you have. I want you to go to Google and I want you to Google the market growth rate of each of those opportunities, okay? Would you consider the market opportunity a pro or a con, okay? Second piece is margin. I want you to take each of those opportunities that you have and Google what is the typical margin in that industry and then look at them and in comparison with the margin for Airbnb versus uh, online education business be a pro or a con right? One might be 10%, one might be 50%. Obviously, higher margins are better. The third is really the market opportunity, 
okay? So you might see the growth rate in an industry is high, but is there an opportunity for your business in that market? Are there a lot of other similar businesses or is there a hole in the marketplace, meaning the business that you want to start, there's not many of, so there's less competition, okay? Those are the three things that I'd be looking at in terms of pros and cons, and so I want you to take that and put, is the growth rate, the market opportunity, and the margin considered a pro or a con, okay? And listen, guys, I'm not saying this is right or this is the standard. This is just what I used to figure out acquisition.com. Now, the third piece is whatever ones out of those have more cons than pros, toss it immediately. It doesn't matter how you feel about the opportunity. If there are more cons than there are pros, immediately cross it out, okay? So do that before going to the next step. Now, the next step or the next filter, right, is I want you to write down your likes and dislikes about each of those opportunities. So say you've got Airbnb and the average margin is gonna be you know, all in 30%. It's got a pretty good growth, growth rate, decent opportunity size. What are your likes and dislikes? Do you like real estate? Do you like managing tenants? Do you like managing multiple houses? Or do you dislike those things? Do you want to have a team? Do you want to not have a team? Like which businesses would require those things? So write down all the things that you like and don't like about what you currently know about each opportunity. Because here's the thing, you're not going to know everything that goes into every opportunity, but you do know off the bat, do you like it or not like it? And here's where a lot of people make the mistake is they pick something that might be the best opportunity. It might have all the best growth rate. It might have the best margins and they fucking hate it. And guess what? If you hate it, it's not going to work. Second piece to that is that anything that you dislike more than you like, cross it off immediately. It doesn't matter if it's a billion dollar opportunity, cross it off right now. And then move on to the fifth piece, okay? The fifth is I want you to write down your strengths and your weaknesses in relation to each opportunity, okay? So listen to this. If I look at acquisition.com, listen to how me and Alex thought about this. Alex is a fantastic marketer. He's so good at social media and content, all these things. And so we said, you know, we can put so much content out there. Alex is so good at doing that, that that will eventually will get people that just Google our name and want to invest their businesses with us, right? And on the other side, I'm very good at operationalizing infrastructure and recruiting, which then we happen to build around acquisition.com's core infrastructure, because those are my core strengths. So the business was built around both of our core strengths. Now, we looked at other businesses such as uh, online weight loss, right? We were like, we could build the biggest health and fitness online company in the industry, right? Because that's something that's a core strength of both of ours, right? We could be forward-facing. We could be in the fitness industry. We have background industry knowledge. Guess what? We both hate that idea. <laughs> and so though we have more industry knowledge and we had all the market opportunity and everything was lying in our favor, it was not something that we wanted to do. And so we crossed it out. So now what I want you to do is now that you've identified where you're strong and where you're weak, Right, where your core strengths align with the core needs of the business, is that any opportunities that you have on there where it does not involve your core strength, right, or somebody that is a co-founder's core strength, is cross those out. And now what you're left with are probably the opportunities that have market opportunity, have margin, have a good growth rate, you like, and you're good at. And that's what you want. And now once you have those, what we're gonna do is we're gonna create your mission statement. Okay, you don't have, this is the thing, you don't have to have a business before you decide what the mission is. So I'll tell you this, for acquisition.com, we were not 100% sure what the business we wanted to look like, but we knew that we wanted to document and share the best practices of building a world-class business. Okay, so we started with that mission statement and then we said, what does that company look like? So now that you've identified like the opportunity, 
what's that mission that that opportunity could relate to, right? And so that mission statement is basically what's your purpose? What's your to statement? The purpose of this business is to. The purpose that I'm on, the mission I have is to. And so usually it's a to, like it's a forward facing and it's an action driven statement. So like I said, ours is to document and share the best practices of building a world-class business. Gym launch, we had gym launch for a very long time. The mission was to bring the industry from its knees to its feet because the actual, the, the gym industry was falling and we wanted to make sure that we could actually bring it back up. And so every business is gonna have a different mission, but figuring out what your mission is before you get into all the hairy details is more important. And the mission is your first decision-making filter. So every opportunity that you come across, if it doesn't fit with that mission, you're not going to pursue it. So you have to understand that. So for us, if the mission is to document and share the best practices of building a world-class business, if somebody came to me and said, Layla, I want to make a TV show about you guys, that sounds terrible and horrible in all many ways. But at the same time, is that going to help us document and share the best practices of building a world-class business? The answer is yes. Why am I making YouTube videos? Why am I making TikToks? Why am I making Twitter? right? Because the mission is to document and share. And so we bring all of those things through the decision-making filter. Why do we have free courses on acquisition.com? To put them through this decision-making filter, because that's the mission, okay? So once you've identified and just get a rough outline, listen, it doesn't need to be perfect. This doesn't need to be something that sounds amazing. Like you can figure out the language later, but like ultimately, what do you want to do, right? Why do you want to do that opportunity? Is now you have to say, what is required to succeed at that mission? What values must I hold in order to achieve that mission in a way that's authentic to me, right? And that's the question I ask myself, which is what values are required of me to achieve this mission that I already hold? Now, what that means is that a lot of people think core values, right? They think um, these are things that I want to be. These are things that I should be showing all the time. But the thing is, if you start talking about those core values, you're gonna start embodying them more and more. So what you wanna do is you wanna pick out the values the top three that are most likely that if you embody them will get you to your mission, right? Now, the caveat is that you should already have these. If you say, you know, for us example, for example, we have competitive greatness as one of our values. Now, if you're not competitively great, if you're just money driven, don't say you're competitively great, right? But if you are competitively great, but you're like, I haven't honed in on that. It's not in my messaging. I haven't even talked about my companies. That could be something that you're like, but that would be a strategic advantage in accomplishing my mission and building this company. Then it would be your next decision-making filter or value, right? And so if you think about it, now that you've chosen the opportunity and you've put the constraint strategically on what your mission is, the next three constraints are basically the how. The values are going to dictate how you're going to get there, right? And so it's like, this is my mission, and every opportunity gets flowed through it. Do these align with the mission? And then below it are all the values. And basically the question for the values or the decision-making filter for the values is, there's a million ways to accomplish your mission, but does the way that I'm being presented with or that somebody told me about, does it align with the values? Is it going down the path that I've outlined to get to that mission? If the answer is no, then it's not for you. And so now what I want you to do is I want you to take those maybe two opportunities you have left right? And I want you to say, do they align with the mission and values I put here? Do they flow through those filters, right? Because like I can tell you, and just to give a really extreme example, you know, slinging drugs on the street isn't going to align with my core values because I don't, wouldn't consider that to be unimpeachable character, right? Because that's one of my core values, unimpeachable character. So, you know, yeah, could it take me to my mission of like a certain amount of money? Sure. But like, it's not going to get me there in the way that I want to as the person I want to be, right? And so that's how you filter things through those values. Now, once you've come up and you've analyzed the business opportunity, you've figured out, this is my mission statement. You have the values that are gonna tell you how you're gonna get there. 
here's the last thing that you're gonna do, is you're gonna write down, say the last two businesses that are opportunities for you. And what you're gonna say is in the next column, you're gonna put what is the worst case scenario if this business fails, okay? What is the worst case scenario? I'll give you an example. If I, say you wanna start a coffee business, and you're like, I wanna start a brick and mortar coffee business, but maybe I'll do it online instead. And then you're like, Layla, which one should I do? Should I start a brick and mortar coffee store? Or should I start an online coffee store? I'm gonna say this to you. What's the worst case scenario if the brick and mortar store fails? And maybe you say, Layla, if the brick and mortar store fails, I've just signed a five-year lease, which I put all of my money into because the down payment for the lease was like 50 grand, which is all I have saved. And then now I'm gonna own the lease, but I'm not gonna have a coffee store because it failed. I'm like, okay, well that sucks. You're gonna be a lot of debt. What about if the online store fails? It's like, well, I only have to invest a couple thousand dollars into maybe like a course on how to build an online store and then for the inventory for the coffee. And so worst case, I'm probably out like 10, 15 grand. Okay, well, in my opinion, choose the one that you can live with the downside more than the other. So a lot of people make decisions by looking at the upside. But if you study, uh, McKinsey talks about this in one of their books that I was, I was just reading. I'll find you out the book and I'll link it. Which is the best CEOs make decisions based on worst case scenario. Which worst case scenario could you live with? So rather than looking at, oh my God, I could make a hundred million or a billion dollars, this guy told me on this ad, what is the worst case scenario you could live with? And pick that one. That's it. Now that you've gone through all the filters, pick the one in which you could live with the worst case scenario if it failed. And so I can tell you that we were looking at acquisition.com. There's a million other things that we could do, right? There's a million other businesses we could have started or ways we could have built. We could have built a real estate portfolio. We could have built a D2C business. We could have done all these things. At the end of the day, it comes down to what is the worst case scenario if it fails? And for us, the worst case scenario if acquisition.com were to fail, we lose very little capital. And if anything, we gain a ton of knowledge and insight. And so always look at what is the worst case scenario if it fails and pick the one that you're more willing to live with. So moral of this framework is that you can't rely on emotions to start a business. People everywhere, everyone's telling you what kind of business to start. They're most likely monetarily incentivized to tell you to start that kind of business. They're like, you have to start Airbnb. It's the best opportunity. No shit, you sell Airbnb as an opportunity. I'm sure it is to you because you're going to make money from that guy, right? It's the same with every opportunity out there. So people are always trying to sell you on what kind of business to start. Last thing I'll say is that you cannot rely on how much money an opportunity will potentially make you. When you are first starting out, you also have to ask yourself, how much money will I potentially lose if it fails? And can I live with that?